welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Today, Clark and I are talking about Proverbs chapter 2. And one of my favorite things about the Proverbs so far has actually been the language that Solomon is using to say whoever is writing to it when he says, my son. That's mm. like how he talks. He's like, my son. Listen, listen, blah, blah, blah. my son. And I love that. The first like nine chapters, I think, have that kind of language in it. I think it speaks so much to how much we learn in relationships. That's how, that's the probably one of the biggest parts of how we learn in life is through relationship. And so it makes sense that the Bible's talking about that. So Clark, I have a question for you before yes, we get started. I have an answer. I'm well, I was going to put you on the spot. Like what is a piece of advice that you feel like your dad or grandpa gave you? That's like that we heed it or we've kind of hung on to it, whether it's like kind of been a funny thing or a serious thing. But if you can't think of that, what has been something that you say to Cal even right now in this stage or like, or any of our kids, like my daughter, my son, XYZ. Is there anything that's coming to your mind right now, either for you as a son or unto our little ones? Yeah, for sure. I think this is actually going to come up in a couple of podcasts as well. Proverbs chapter four. Um, it's oh, so cool. Yeah. No, I like this because it, it's actually from a grandfather to a father and then a father to a son. Okay. So we can talk about it more in a couple of days. But one of the things that comes to my mind right now is just that simple line, you're blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. And I remember grandpa always saying that to my parent, my dad, and then my dad would always say that to us as kids too, like, you're blessed to be a blessing. And when we would go to school, um, just being aware that like, Hey, I know who I am. I know I'm loved. I know I have a roof and warm yeah. food at home. And some of the kids in my school here don't. And so as I have right. an opportunity to love them or they're acting out, then it's an opportunity to love right. and care for them. And so that's something we talk to our kids about now and say, yeah. Hey, when you go to school, if you see someone who's lonely, know that they probably have more things happening in their life than yeah. we realize you should invite them to play with you. And so, um, I can talk about it more again in a couple of days, but like one of the things good. grandpa always said was, yeah. Hey, the people that you want to hit probably need a hug. Yeah. No, it's, it's I think it was, like, if you want to kick, yeah, if you want to kiss, they need a kiss. <laughs> yeah. If you want to kick them, kiss them, want to hit them, hug them. Uh, something like that. No, that's good. That's I just wonder about that with you all, wherever you're at. Maybe you had folks in your life speaking these words over you. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're reading the Proverbs and you're taking that like my son, my daughter language and applying it. Um, it's special. Mm. Let's jump in. Proverbs chapter two. Wow. Right. We could probably spend the first 20 minutes talking about the first like six verses. For sure. Um, just just really good. I'll go ahead and read them. My son, if you accept these words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as if for silver and search for it as if for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and mm. understanding. I love the first two verses especially because you can see almost a three-step process that, mm. that Solomon's laying out before us. Accepting God's word, remembering mm. God's word or storing up God's word, and lastly, applying God's word. Yeah. So accepting God's word is like, okay, I believe what you're saying is true. Right. But as human beings, we know that we got this thing called a forgetter that's between our eyes, between our ears. His kidneys up there. <laughs> yeah. The forgetter kicks in and then I quickly move on to the next thing and forget what I just learned. Yeah. And so when we accept God's word, we have to then store it up. 
We have yeah. to come back to it. The scripture says meditate on it, memorize it, cherish mm-hmm. it, chew on it. And so, okay, God, I'm receiving your words, but then I need to remember it. And even that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Like James talks about, it's not enough to just hear God's word. Yes. You have to be a hearer and a doer of mm-hmm. God's word. And so accept, remember, and apply. And I can think of many examples in my life that this lesson was taught to me. Um, mm. One of the more interesting ones was we were playing Pella versus Pella Christian. I went to Pella Public. And our, it was like our rivalry was to Boom, play against yes. Pella Christian. It was epic, though, because we would we would have to guys. rent out the local college gym because the whole town would come. It was fun. Fit a couple thousand people. And... Uh, It'd just be packed. The news uh, stations from Des Moines would come and film, and there'd be interviews, and it's always just epic, and we had this massive rivalry. I remember coming off the bench in my freshman or sophomore year in this game, and it was hyped. I remember Coach Ballinger telling me to tell the team Uh-oh. to go into a 2-3 zone on a missed basket or on, on a made basket, and then if we miss the basket, then just drop back into man-to-man. And so I, I remember that. I go out to the game, get in the game, we just start going da 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 the game gets done. The next uh, day, or sorry, two, three days later at school, it's Monday, he calls me into his office. He's like, hey, Clark, come here, buddy. And he's super kind and gracious, <laughs> great coach. And he's like, hey, do you, do you remember when you were on the bench and we were talking? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you remember what I told you? I was like, yeah, yeah, you told me that we needed to drop into a 2-3 zone if they made it and go to man-to-man if we missed it. He's like, wow, you remember it. That's great. He's like, so you accepted it, you remembered it. What happened when you got back into the game? Uh, I don't remember. There's a lot of people there, you know, and like my, my little, <laughs> well, you know, it did happen. 15 year old. I, I, I didn't, I did not pass on the word is what he told me. He's like, Clark, I, you know, I love you, man, but you did not tell the team what I told you to do. And what's so funny though, is I could accept God. I could accept it and I could remember it, but I didn't right. apply it. And even three days later, he called me on it. He was like, Hey man, like, I could have swore I did that. Yeah, I thought I did. He had the game tape that he pull, pull it up and see me running around like a chicken That's with my head cut more. off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow. And so even just like the other day with our kids, like, hey, funny. do the dishes. Okay, dad, I'll do the dishes. They accept it. They remember it. And then next thing I know, they're on the trampoline. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Classic. What did I tell you to do? Do the dishes. Well, the dishes are still sitting on the counter. What are you doing? Wait, you were talking to me? I feel like that's always the... Oh, yeah. I thought, <laughs> Wait, I thought you were talking, talking to, to my sibling. The other one. Like, oh, okay, right. the baby. So yeah. for us as Christians, <laughs> it, it's enough to accept God's word as truth. And maybe you can memorize it and remember it, but the rubber has to meet the road and we have mm-hmm. to apply it yeah. or we're missing out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of my biggest takeaways from the first couple of verses. That's good. Well, the rest are really good too. So they talk about how just really putting effort in actually. So calling out, crying out, looking for, searching for, and how act- we talk about this, how God's not opposed to effort. We talk about that mm-hmm. in means like, okay, we can't really earn, you know, salvation or right standing with God. That's, that's grace. That's where grace steps in. But when you're in a relationship with someone or especially in like kind of the beginning stages of just discerning, like, okay, this is who God is. I believe this. And then really like jumping in and diving into scriptures or, or group, whatever it might be. But that effort is going to be rewarded. And what I mean, like we've said, it's not like, oh, you're, you're going to all of a sudden have a 401k that's huge and a brand new car. No, but you will find the Lord. Like yes. he talks about, the, you will understand the fear of the Lord. You will find it. That's one of those things too where folks, sometimes there's, um, I think that this actually, as simple as it sounds, there is disconnect because there's something, you know, that's a painful thing in our life and we're, it, we're crying out and we're praying and we're praying. 
And I just remember an, a pastor who was at Emmanuel a while ago saying like, okay, when was the last time you actually looked in the scriptures though? Like when, when have you actually like sought an answer? Do you, are you really wanting the answer? Like what? Mm. And so just remembering that, that God's not trying to trick us, that he has actually made, there are answers to things when we dig in scripture and when we put effort into this relationship and his way has been clear and it's a narrow way. It is a narrow way. It's not going to be easy. It's not the wide road, but how we'll be able to understand the fear of the Lord and we'll understand that all knowledge and wisdom comes from him. For sure. One thing I I would just want to add there too is that um, when it comes to like God, not trying to trick you and put effort in Mm -hmm. and uh, he's making his way clear and available and all these things, it's um, sometimes when life gets hard, and uh, people are asking like these hard questions, there is a sense of false humility with the church responding, Hmm. I don't know. And it's okay to respond, I don't know. So on one hand, that is true. That's good. You don't have to have all the answers. Um, You don't have to be a know-it-all. However, in our cultural moment right now, a lot there's a there's a false piety. There's a false sense of humility where people are asking questions and the church is going, mm, that's a good question. I don't know. It's mystery. Where in the Bible actually does have a yeah. clear answer. Mm-hmm. And so the way that you handle these relationships and these conversations is very important. There's a sense of gentleness that needs to be applied and patience, but also gentle guidance towards God and his yeah. word. Because for the majority of, of things in life, God has given us clarity. Mm-hmm. He's not the author of confusion. And here it says that the knowledge and wisdom comes from not the ear of the Lord, not the belly button of the Lord or the Lord's big toe. It says it comes from his mouth. (laughs) Verse six, the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And so when I think about the mouth of the Lord, I think of conversation. I think of talking. I think of listening. And so there's this connection to relationship. And so if, if we're young in Christ, I can see where sometimes this feels like you know, trying to get a rabbit out of a hole. Like, where am I going? But the more time you spend Mm. with the Lord and the more time you're in the word and the more time you're in worship and the less time you're in the ways of the world, you're going to get clarity and you will be able to discern God's voice from your own ideas or your own fleshly desires or the promotions and advertisements and propaganda of the world. Yes. You will be able to acknowledge, ah, this is of God. Mm -hmm. And why I say this is this, wisdom and knowledge and understanding have a close relationship to the fear of the Lord. And these are much more, these are bigger than just like life lessons. Like, hey, men, open the door for a lady when she comes walking through. Sure. Um, What God is saying here in Proverbs, deal with and flow from our relationship with God. Yeah. And so just to you listening right now, what does spending intentional time with God look like for you today? Mm. Do you have a moment in your day that you know every day I got 10 minutes where I'm going to spend time with God? Maybe it's before you have your coffee, you go to you have your breakfast. Maybe again, it's before you go to bed. I, I don't know. But it is wise to cement in your daily rhythm of life these spiritual yep. habits of prayer and of scripture reading mm-hmm. and of communal worship on Sundays and of a Bible study or group, if you can get there. And and those things over time will continue to encourage and build you up so that you will be able to know God and mm-hmm. his word and then apply the wisdom you find there via the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. And so as we do that, we're going to know God as Abba Father, 
you can approach him and you're going to come to also know God is holy. And that's where the fear and reverence piece comes in. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> wrestling, with, just wrestling with it myself and speaking from experience, I guess, when I, I don't do this well, mm-hmm. I feel it. And then when you are connected and you're intimate with the Lord, it doesn't mean life is going to get easier, but you do have clarity. And Amen. yeah, when you follow those Holy Spirit promptings and nudging, that's where it gets exciting. Mm-hmm. You see God doing stuff. So well, let's keep marching. Yeah. Next couple of verses, you want to tackle that? I will do my best. So seven through nine here. Kind of, it might sound like one of those things where it's like, wait a second, I thought life was going to be really easy, you know, other, and then we start living it and it's like, wait, so it sounds like this. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is the shield to those who, whose walk is blameless for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful, faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. So these Mm. are kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the study of Proverbs, which is how sometimes Solomon's speaking in generalities. And this might um, this might look differently when you look moment by moment versus when you look over someone's entire lifetime. So even if you flip the pages of scripture back to stories of Daniel or Job or Joseph, I think these would have been the very things that they're like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Like, I'm in a pit or yeah. I'm in my, jail. My brothers betrayed me. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm victorious. And, and so that's not exactly the reward that we're talking about here. And even in the Proverbs, so growth doesn't always pay this kind of like reward immediately. It's kind of like a different development that's happening here. Yeah. A sanctification that's happening over seasons as God is shaping us. This isn't like, you know, a guarantee that like, hey, as we walk in life. When you look at the story of like just the three people you brought up, Daniel, Job, and was it Joseph? Yeah. Uh, We read about their life within a couple of chapters Mm -hmm. and some verses. But you have to understand that decades of time passed between those stories yeah and so it's over that time where they were they were crying out to god they were wrestling with their doubts they were Mm -hmm. studying they were learning they were growing and their reward did not pay its dividends right away yeah they were probably sitting in the hole wondering how can my brothers do this to me Mm -hmm. and i just got wrongfully accused and my whole family just got taken out and my house burnt down and all my sheep are gone like what is this but it's in the time spent with God leaning in that that growth and development occur. And there is fruitfulness that's cultivated. And like the Bible uses this imagery in other places, mm-hmm. you don't plant a seed and the next day, boom, your apple tree's cranking out a bunch of pink Fresh fruit. for you. It, yeah. it takes time for these apples to grow and the, the nutrients to work its way through the tree's system. And so like another just example would be like c- taking a CPR class. When you take a CPR class, you don't usually need to apply CPR that day. It's like, hey, great. I know what to do. Yeah. I know to apply compressions. Here's the song I got to you know, beat this person's chest to. <laughs> and then you go on about your day and life is great. Yeah. But it's like that one weekend that you were at the mall and all of a sudden someone fell down and they were choking right. on their hot dog from the food court and you just boom, jump in and yeah. do what you learned. You accepted the word. You remembered the word. Now you're mm-hmm. applying it and it comes up in unexpected moments. And so... As God promises to hold success for the upright, within the Mm -hmm. the lens of eternity, this is a fact. This is true. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us and God guarding the course of our our life, you know, just like Daniel, who was in exile, he was in Babylon, so we're in exile. We're Mm -hmm. in Babylon. There's going to be twists and turns and ups and downs, and your boss might not like you, and being a Christian might not actually be favorable for you. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, God says, hey, I'm going to use this for your good. 
And at some point in time, the formation within you, within your heart, is going to come to pay off dividends for the kingdom of God as that heaven comes to earth and you're partnering with what God's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He continues to talk about just how wisdom and knowledge, like these, these are just good things. So verse 10, for wisdom will enter your heart. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and mm-hmm. understanding will guard you. Um, it kind of shifts to a bunch of evil, wicked men doing bad stuff. Yeah. So just, again, like how wisdom... I think this book is called somewhere to like the common sense book or something like that, where it's just kind of like... It says like, wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. It's just kind of one of those things that's like, if you... Mother Teresa used to say this too. Like, what do you do all day? And she'd like, oh, I, I spend an hour... I try to spend an hour of quiet with the Lord. And then I try not to do things that I know I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that seems very proverbial where it's like, okay, yeah. where is that in the book? But, but it's everywhere. It's here. Like, this is what I'm, we've talked about that, like discretion, that word with our own kids and how it's like, Hey, you know, watch what you're saying. Understand yeah. that you might be thinking some things that should not be said out loud. That's a tough one for little kids. <laughs> and so, just again, like this makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that being okay. near the Lord. You know those like Snicker commercials are like, you want to get away? <laughs> I have like 20 of those with our children in public uh, settings. They're making observations of well, people around us. Well, they're just very confident like, in their observations uh, too. And Want to get away? <laughs> so. Yep. Give me my Snickers. I'm out of here. Um, it continues in verses 16 through 20 with the same kind of language with an adulterous woman. So how wisdom is going to save you um, about how, you know, surely this this is not a good thing. Um, I think verse 20, let's see what that says. Thus you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of righteousness. And so again, wisdom and understanding are key themes that are found in the book of Proverbs, especially in this, but how really when you look at wisdom and understanding how they align so closely with, I mean, here you've heard about success, success. So wow, success, (laughs) but even just protection Mm -hmm. has been a theme too for, for things that are kind of coming up. And so God's word and God's way often act as a guardian or a guardrail to the pain and the problems of the world. And so that's not all the time. For sure. But that is a really good, true statement that when we at least put effort in, like we're saying, and we're, like we're seeking out the Lord, we're putting effort in, and we're also putting effort in in how we live and mm-hmm. just doing things that fall in the category of fearing God. Yeah. And we talk about that, how like even in the workplace, you just said, you know, it might not be favorable for you to be a Christian, but you're still going to be a great employee. Yeah. Because if you are walking in the way of the Lord and you are striving to have the fear of the Lord, then you are going to be a good employee. Mm-hmm. And so it is with so much of life when we walk in the way of the Lord, where it's like, oh, okay, that saved me a lot of pain that I was just honest in this scenario and I wasn't trying to hide something. It saved me a lot of pain where I actually used discretion instead of just blabbing my mouth. And so you see how it just makes sense. This is really common sense, really good stuff. Yeah. And it ends with that too. So verses 21 through 22. Is that the end? Yeah. Oh my. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn. What's going on there, Clark? So at the end Bring of the day, home. there are two options. Yeah. And if you live in the land of the Lord, um, you're going to experience this beautiful relationship with God today and forever. And for mm. those of us who decide to say, hey, Lord, I want to do things my way, 
Um, God's going to give you your heart's desire. He's going right. to say, okay, you can live life without me and you'll have that forever. Mm-hmm. And so heaven is really based upon God's presence. That's where God is and we're with him. Yeah. And hell is going to be life apart from God forever. So mm-hmm. just summing up really what we're learning in Proverbs chapter two, be an active learner, call out, cry aloud, look for, search for, try, put an effort. Yeah. Ask God to help your heart to want these things Mm -hmm. because God's not playing spiritual hide and seek. He does not want to trick you. God wants to be found. And so check out Proverbs 2 today for yourself. Lean in, uh, pass on the good word, and uh, we're excited to keep going. Proverbs chapter 3 tomorrow. So God bless you and uh, stay tuned. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.